Hey, what's going on? Yo, this is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Oh, we Word to the Blur, that's Two and Cal. My bad, I shouldn't drink with the whole thing, but keep going, sorry. <laughs> what's going on, y'all? It's Ryan, what's good? Special guest, man. Brother from another mother. Straight out of Philly. Philly. Philly in the house. Ryan, tell us about yourself. Well, I don't know where to start, man. So, as you know, I'm from Philly, Southwest, born and raised on a playground where I spend the most of them days. That sounds familiar. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, like them, I'm into the same shit they're into, comic books, anime, all that. So, what we're going to talk about yeah. today is... Special guest Ryan Smaller. Ryan uh, is joining us from Philly this weekend because he accompanied us to New York Comic Con. And we had a we had a great weekend. We saw Joker. Uh, we just finished watching Batgirl. Batwoman. Batwoman. I keep messing that up. Same thing, really. <laughs> and we were and we were at Comic Con earlier, so explain the difference. we're, we're gonna difference. we're gonna get into all that all that good stuff later oh, yeah. on today. But first, let's start off with Joker. So we just saw Joker on Friday. Yeah, open a weekend. Open. Well, yeah, it came off Thursday night, but I guess Friday was like yeah, the, it was really the main opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was like the main opening day, opening weekend. And uh, what, what did you what did you guys think about the movie, bro? First off, Joaquin Phoenix, big shout out to him. Like he yes, really did yes. his thing on the road. Um, one thing me and Ryan had been talking about is that how much it really promotes mental health, mm. and how it's like a, it's really a big thing. And you know, definitely, you know, we joked around and said everybody's a bad day from going to jail. Yeah. One bad day, like like I was saying, like you know, people deal with mental health aspects like every day and. Sometimes you got to check up on the people, the strong or the strong willed or not the strong will. Just be like, hey, how you doing? Because I feel like throughout that whole movie, if somebody just would have reached out and just gave this man a hug, like, listen, man, I'm here. He wouldn't have not snapped. Yeah, because there was certain parts of the movie. He, you could tell, like, he, he wanted, just wanted he, he, to be he, loved. He, yeah, he, he just, just wanted really, a friend, man. Exactly. And it's like people didn't truly understand him because, yeah, he's kind of awkward. But at the same time, it's like. Because he didn't fit into that social norm, and I guess right. like at the time set that the movie is taking place in, you know, mental health wasn't a big thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. Like nobody's like the, really taking. Yeah, taking like she said, like during health. the thing, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but like, so I guess funding got cut, and he couldn't even, you know, see his therapist. Yeah, and just like no one gives a crap about mental health, which is true because even in real life, the government, you know, yeah. like it's services for mental right health. Off. Yeah. yeah, services for mental health is controlled by is funded by like, the state, so. Stakes funding gets cut by the government. Then all, then all services <laughs> gets cut. So I'm just like, yeah. dang, man. He just really needed somebody to give this. I'm like, oh. give this man a hug, somebody. Bro. And there were some aspects where you can almost kind of understand why he lost his cool and why he did what he did. Oh, gosh. I apologize. How rude-ass interruption by a cell phone. We apologize for that. Come on, Tucson. But uh, as I was saying... <laughs> But, but um, no, yeah, you, there are aspects where you can kind of understand why he lost and why he lost is cool, you know, but there are some things, you know, that he did that you really couldn't co-sign, you know, kinda like, I, I don't know, bro, I was kind of with you up until a certain point. Yeah, you know? so you started murking everybody, yeah. I was like, yeah. And I thought what was really interesting about the movie is that you really almost couldn't tell what was real and what was not. Yeah. You know what I mean? How much of oh, it was yeah. here? Was he really seeing in his head, and how much of it was actually real? You know what I mean. So I they like, did a really good job on that aspect. I was I, watching, for yeah. a while. I was like, "Is this really real?" Like, yeah, like is he doing this stuff? Like, I mean, well, we're not going to get into spoilers, but there are just some things yeah, where it definitely just came you kind of yeah, question, I definitely recommend you yeah, question the, the validity of things. Kind of like, 
is he telling the truth? But I kind of liked it because it almost left it up into interpretation because the main character yeah. is not like a, a reliable. He's not a reliable source <laughs> of like well, telling yeah, the story. Yeah, he's not a reliable narrator of his own story. So because his, you don't his know story what, is so flustered, yeah, like, what's happening? I mean, an outside person looking in will be able to tell like what's going on, but him telling the story, he will go from like you know he'll be jumping from place to place. So it's kind of hard to really tell like what was going on. Not hard, not all the time, but like the only thing I didn't really like was just like the pacing of it. The pacing could have been a little bit better. Yeah, it is a little slow. It's it's definitely a slow burn kind of movie for sure. I say this, um, watching watching the movie, it kind of had me thinking think about the comic book character in a different way. Mm-hmm. I never really took into account the comic book character's mental health. You know, as a kid, you always was raised, you know, the Joker's a bad guy. You know, yeah. Killer. And then when you watch this movie and then you start to understand certain things and even, you know, with his laughter, you know, in the comic books, he's always laughing. So it's just like, well, damn. Oh, man, I didn't think about it like yeah. that. Damn, you yeah. start to feel sorry for something. Yeah. A little bit. And it has you thinking about certain stories, certain Joker stories. For instance, like uh, Tom King was doing something before Batman and Catwoman were supposed to get married. There was uh, a certain issue between uh, issue, I want to say it was like 48, 46 through 47, yeah. which was like when um, the Joker had taken this this wedding hostage. And during the, during the battle, you know, he talks about how he, he actually is waiting for Batman to send an invitation. Like you can see how loony he is, but he's hurt that it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. So when it doesn't come, he kills the guy who he takes hostage. Like he goes into the house, sits there and waits with the guy. The guy comes home and finds the Joker there, ties him up in the chair and watch like for like three days straight, the mail comes and there's no invitation and he's hurt. And then so he takes the host- another hostage situation, which is the wedding party. Batman and Catwoman come to stop it. Batman gets knocked unconscious. Um, and... The Joker pretty much explains to Catwoman that Batman can't be Batman without being happy. But then you see, like I said, you go in to see the pain that's going on with the character. You get to see, mm-hmm. like, damn, I'm really hurt. But right. then you you start to see why he's doing certain things. Like, who's gonna go to somebody else's house and wait for an invitation to a wedding to come and just find all these things funny? Only the Joker. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like the movie did a really good job, like explaining his madness. Like mm-hmm. I don't think like the comments accurately would tell why is this man so crazy. Mm-hmm. I think the build and even all the movies that the Joker was in didn't really have a time like to focus on why is this man so crazy. Like yeah, what makes this man into tick? It. Yeah. Like I was thinking, like you know, there's there's like another there's like an anime counterpart to like Joker and how they explain like why he's so mad. His name is like Don Quixote Doflamingo from One Piece. Dude is basically like the same thing. He just kind of wants to wants to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. So like when the dude was little, he was like part of like this rich family, like living up, living up, and his dad decided to give it all up. <coughs> so once he gave that status up, the family got like attacked and was like being assaulted all the time. So he started to become crazy. So after that, it kind of stuck with him. And you saw like, why this, why is this man just like laughing all the time? Why is like, why they call this man Joker too? So I felt like that was a good, you know, aspect of explaining why he is the way he is. Mm. So I feel like if you're going to be a villain, like I, I couldn't stand 
how certain things like portrayed villains are are just bad because they're just bad. Or like yeah. explain to me why He's you are the yeah. yeah. Explain to me why you're doing the shit like that you're the doing. The best villains are the villains you could sympathize with, like Magneto. Yeah, like he's and not really a villain, but like I understand why. You know their motivations exactly. Yeah, like they don't just come out and say, "I want world domination." Why? Well, because I can. I'm a villain. You know, at least you know, or even villains like the Kingpin. Yeah, you understand why yeah. he's doing things like yeah, the way he's doing. Want to own, want to own the city, like yeah. Doctor Doom and <laughs> fuckers like that. Yeah, and it's and it's also a movie that honestly, if you took kind of like Joker out of it, it could. It's I think it still kind of have that same effect. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a comic book movie, but it's unlike a comic book movie you've ever seen. Right. You know what I mean? Shot. Yeah, oh, it was. Really beautiful, and like people talking about, like really just getting awards and stuff. And I, I could see that happening. Definitely. I think they'll definitely be nominated. Amazing, yeah. The Damn. look of it, the music. Yeah, I thought the music was spot on. Like the choice it of was, the music. It was just the way deep. that it came in. Like the, yeah. just the way that you see it is like, damn, this is old school. Yeah, we, we definitely was, gotta talk about Joaquin's performance because that that performance was like very yeah, poetic. Is he really like really committed to the role? Just like yeah. physically, just how skinny he got. And just there's just certain shots the way he's like holding himself and his body and like Moving, you see his yeah. bones are like they're about to just pop like rip through his skin, his rib cage. It was just you know he was just physically he was dedicated, How even just the way he'd act, yeah, you, you and getting ready for his laugh and everything like that. Basically, like just studying, just like I think because I know like in order, um, it was like a movie. I think it was Jim Carrey when he did The Grinch. Like in order for him to actually sit in the Grinch outfit, he actually had to like go through torture training in order to actually for the Grinch for the Grinch. Yeah. The role of the Grinch That's just to be hilarious. able to sit in the suit. Yeah. He said the suit was too hot. It was itchy. It was irritating his skin. So mm-hmm. he had to literally go through torture training just to be able to shoot the dang movie. I was like, wow. So like these actors really commit to the roles or even like yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> this is a funny one. Remember when 50 cent did that he played that cancer patient? He, oh, lost, he lost all, all that, that weight. weight. Yeah. <laughs> just to play the cancer patient. So it's like, that. yeah, some actors really commit to the rules. Yeah. And sometimes it's for like the best, but sometimes it's really, it hurts their psyche. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking like, of that, who had to go Michael, to uh, Michael B. Jordan? Had to go he, to had, he had to go to therapy because After he played Killmonger. Yeah. So I'm like, he I don't know. Do about six months of therapy. Yeah. Some people actually, they even say when you're playing a role like that for actors, you have to go, it's mandatory to see therapy. Because yeah. I feel like you like, you get too much into the like, character. Really dedicate yourself you like physically have to commit to it mentally it's almost like you have to change your whole psychotic state you're like same thing to the character and obviously the joker is a a dark character and obviously god bless how that's what happened to heath ledger god bless his soul you know he really got committed to the character and it kind of like took a toll on his body same thing with jared leto he he was just weird about it though yeah Yeah. he said that he never broke character the whole time the whole time they're shooting suicide spot Yeah, that's but if you well, talk about some of the other previous Jokers, like any any favorites you guys have in particular, well, this or I'm favorite gonna, Joker moments. I'm gonna get like film and TV. I'm gonna you know I gotta go on comic books too, bro. I guess so I'm gonna, gonna keep yeah. it in terms of film. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna do an unpopular opinion. I really like Jared Leto's Joker. Are you high? I might I, be. I, I, I you know, I'm kind of gonna co-sign that. Listen, I'm gonna explain. Yeah, I'm explain. We explain now. So okay. So a lot of people didn't like Jared Leto's Joker. I get that. But the thing was, for the time he spent on the movie, I felt like the scenes he were in, I feel like he stole the show because it was entertaining watching him play like a different type of Joker. I felt like for what the movie was trying to do, he was a more modernized style Joker. Like 
if you saw that dude on the street, you'd be like, okay, he makes sense. He's he looks like a gangster. Uh-huh. He had the tattoos, he had the grills. It made more sense for seeing a movie was which what year did Suicide Squad come out? Like 2017? 2016. Yeah. I feel like, okay, Around if you it was a guy that was that was crazy like that, I feel like that's what you would see the Joker in real life. Right. As opposed to like Joaquin's version of the Joker or even Heath Ledger's Joker. I feel like yeah. Jared Leto's Joker, you would actually see in real life. And to be fair, we didn't really get a chance to actually see this man like really perf- go for to it. really go for it and yeah. really perform because the movie was focused on the Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's more so focused on Harley Quinn, Deadshot, right. Captain Boomerang, and all those cats. So you didn't really get a chance to see the Joker like be the Joker. Yeah, I mean you did, but not enough to where it was like, okay, I I don't have enough to judge him. Yeah. So I feel like he got like a lot of hate for that. People were like, oh, he's too skinny. I'm like, well, the Joker's really not. It doesn't look like this man actually eats a well-balanced yeah. <laughs> three-day meal, <Yeah. laughs> like three times a day meal. So, yeah, he's supposed to look skinny. Like, he yeah. doesn't look like he's in the best of health. He's, he's mentally unstable. So, I feel like the look-wise, he he was good. And I would will, I will actually like to see Jared Leto suit up as Joker. He just has to stop doing weird stuff, like, <laughs> while, yeah, he's on the, while he's on set. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I – I, Jared Leto was an interesting Joker. I don't think he really got his due. And nor do I think he really got the proper material to be a a great Joker. Yeah, you know, because that movie was kind of a mess. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But I would, if ever given the chance, I would love to see what he'd do with like a retry with like a different director and a whole different kind of movie. Because I really do think he he'd really give it his all. Because he's actually a pretty good actor. But um, I got one. Yeah, I do. I do love Heath Ledger. Of course. Heath Ledger's, I mean, that's that's still amazing, just that whole performance. You know, because if you watch any of his other movies, and if you watch The Dark Knight, you would never be like, oh, that's the same actor from Knight's Tale or Brokeback Mountain. Right. Even, like, the voice and the, you know, the whole makeup process. Like, you just, you know, he really completely transformed. And it was interesting, because I was watching this other video, and people were comparing Jokers, and they were saying that's a little hard, that's almost not fair, you know, because... One character had their own movie, mm-hmm. and the rest of the Jokers had to be had to share the screen with like with someone like Batman. Yeah. So like it's almost hard to compare that one. One Joker had his own movie and was in every single scene, so you're able to really dissect that and take that in. Whereas other Jokers, you know, they were in every other scene or you know had had limited screen time. But I mean, I'm it's I think with every Joker we've gotten, what I like about it is that there's been a reinvention. Like I don't see something in the Joker we get now that I saw in a past Joker, maybe like certain things like like the makeup that Joaquin Phoenix Joker uses is the same makeup kind of style that uh, Heath Ledger's Joker did. But otherwise, the way they act, the way they carry themselves feels completely different to me. So which is kind of nice because each Joker we get feels like a new, fresh adventure. It does feel so, like a new, different take on. Yeah. Because I feel like each actor has to bring their own type of style and take to each to the Joker role. It shouldn't be like... I shouldn't go into the movie and be like, okay, he was like Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm like, no, he was like his own Joker. Like Jared Leto was his own Joker. Yeah. Joaquin was his own Joker. Exactly. Jack Nicholson was his own Joker. Of course, each person who plays a Joker kind of takes inspiration. Like they yeah. study it. Because you don't need to study to see how they're how they're playing it and yeah. you know, meld your own acting skills into the character itself. Like the Joker, I think it's a hard character to play because yeah. he's like kind of hard to transition because it's like the dude's very mentally unstable and it's like and super psychotic. Super psychotic. So it's like in order to really delve into that, you have to study things like schizophrenia. Yeah. Paranoid, you know, what's paranoid, that? you know, borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. narcissism. Like you have to study those things and get a full grasp on it to really understand like the Joker's character. Yeah. 
in order to fully play him. I think one of my favorite jokers is Mark Hamill. Mm. Um, the one, voice. The voice. Oh, yeah. The, and if any of you guys ever seen uh, Mark Hamill outside of Star Wars, oh, yeah. check out the 1990s uh, The Flash when he played the trickster. I see that and, one. Um, when you see it, I feel like if he was ever given a chance to really do that, he would have made a hell oh, of a Joker. Oh, he would have killed it in live action. He would oh, he would have killed Joker. Joker. He would have. He would have killed ooh, it. You know what I mean? And so I think with him being able to to give all that energy that he couldn't do on a camera, he was able to do it with his voice. And I always felt that you can feel <laughs> the fear. Like, that's one Joker I would not, like Like I said, imagine if he no. was to do it live oh, action. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I, if, he was, if that shit was real, dog, I'm shitting in my pants, bro. I'm sitting yeah. there, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Oh, goodbye, no, life. That dude would be kind of scary. So you yeah. tell me. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do you more on the cross. Like, nah, son. Done. Yeah, that voice in his laugh was to me like the definitive Joker laugh, man. Oh yeah, his his I think his Joker laugh is it the best. Been fan- fantastic to see that in live action. But, oh, definitely. Yeah, let's. So I mean, going on with the rest of the weekend. Today uh, we went to Comic Con. Near Comic Con, always a good time to go to Comic Con. This is my. Fifth Comic Con, I think. I want to say this would have been your sixth. Fifth or sixth, yeah. And then Tucson, this was your sixth or seventh. Seven. And what about you, this Ryan? Is my second, second year in New York Comic Con. And let's uh, let's let's talk about our Comic Con experiences. Like, what do you guys enjoy about Comic Con? Like, what's something you always look forward to when you walk through the door of the Javits Center and be like, "I'm here." Like, what 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 do you guys always enjoy? Um, what I enjoy is I I get this sense of. Of belonging every time that 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 initial feeling that I first got when I first went to my first Comic Con when Pops was working it and mm-hmm. Dad gave me his badge, and I remember when I walked in there I was just like yo I finally feel like I belong somewhere, mm-hmm. and when I walked in it was just like oh shit like there's other people out there like me yeah you know um and this year actually made it a little special for me. Um, not to saying that I've never seen anybody that looked like us there before, but I feel like this time it was more present. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not just, there's more blurs mm-hmm. than, you know, than I've ever seen in a while. You know, I didn't have to, you don't have to go to blurred con. Like we was there and, you know, you were seeing cats, you know, African-Americans dressed up as Batman or Batgirl or, or just out there collecting and, and, and get getting ready to give away not give away but trading comic books and yeah. and just oh it was beautiful you know mm-hmm. and when I saw African American family that the African American family yeah that was, was like I like that um, when it was Teen Titans oh that was dope bro I was like shit that almost made me be like because it seems like a lot of times bro. like African American families seem like it's like kind of taboo to be into that stuff yeah or if you're into that stuff you're just like you're weird or something like that it's like nah man like it's nothing wrong with liking stuff like this yeah it's actually more trendy now it's more than it was when we was kids yeah for sure like yeah yeah, definitely (laughs) it's definitely like more more um more acceptable now more like oh it's cool to be geeky and cool to be nerdy yeah it's pretty trendy kind of cool i mean which is cool but also kind of annoying sometimes because it's like it's like it's just why is what i'm into like a a hot fad for you at the moment until someone finds something else. But, Facts, because this know. is life. So it's little, it's <laughs> yes, more, this is life. You tend to be a little bit more protective over it, but uh, getting into it, what else do, are you? Yeah, are you I feel like I felt for me, I feel like it was like just seeing all the collectibles, just seeing all the nerdy goodness. I'm just like, dang, yeah, I want to buy everything type of <laughs> type of thing. Oh, for sure. 
like and just seeing all the posts, like seeing all my favorite characters like plastered on the wall. It's like walking to a candy store. So for candy store is like for an adult. For an adult, you get all this good stuff. It's like you you think like damn, when I get money, I'm gonna do I'm gonna (laughs) buy so much nerdy shit when I get older. Mm. Bro, you see my apartment. (laughs) Bro, like dead ass, if I was like super rich, I would probably do like the most nerdy shit. I would probably have like a freaking Batman costume, full Batman costume, and just have like bro, a bat cycle. Turn my apartment into the Big Bang Theory apartment, bro. I wanted. I would like literally probably if I could. If I was a millionaire, I would turn my basement to the Batcave. Oh, did you see that joint on YouTube? No, I did not. When you get a chance, my bad. I'll check it out. But yeah, What's like all, you know, yeah, just see, and then like I said, like seeing everybody like, oh, he's like like you were saying like, oh, he's like me, oh, he's like me, like they like the same shit I do. Yeah, because it's like you don't typically see a lot of people. Come on, like, oh, yeah, I like comic books. It's just like, I feel like years ago when it was like, oh, yeah, I like comic books, I like anime. It was like taboos. Like, you like comic books? You like kid shit? I'm like, first of all, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck your couch. Fuck your moms. Because there's nothing wrong with like comic books. Like, it's not kid shit. Yeah. I, and I hate when people say, like, oh, anime and comic books is for kids. I'm like, <laughs> if I gave you a comic book, like a Punisher comic book, or the killing joke. You yeah, would that, not that joint's not for you kids. would not think that shit is for kids. If I gave you Berserk, a manga, bruh, you would not think that shit is for kids. You take out the pictures and to make that into a novel, bro. Like this is one scene of Berserk where the main character that was portrayed by his best friend and he wanna become a demon, literally fucks his chick in front of him. Oh, while he's being pinned down, like just raping the shit out of her, that's and there's nothing the dude can do. He has to literally watch that <clears throat> while he has, to, and he tries to he cuts off his arm and half his eye out just to try yeah. to like stop him. And it's like this shit's not for kids. Well, fuck. well on a lighter note, <laughs> what I always enjoy about Comic Con is, uh, I mean, I'm I'm a very visual person, so it's almost kind of sensory overload when I first walk in there and you see all the posters and signs up. I always enjoy seeing all the cosplayers and seeing how much time they put into their costumes. I mean, whether they bought them or they made them, I always prefer the made ones. You know, I just, and you know, just literally just seeing people dress up, literally act like they're characters. It's always a good time. Like every time I leave the con, my head kind of hurts in the best way because I feel like my eyes are doing constant 360s. I'm just constantly breaking my neck. Like, what's that? What's that? I want to look, I want to see that. I want to check that out. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, I mean, like we did this year, I really did, I didn't, didn't buy anything at Comic-Con this year, but I still had a good time. I just walked around, looked at stuff, you know, almost bought some things I didn't, but you know, I mean, I just, I just like seeing, seeing the sights, seeing all the, the cosplayers, especially the beautiful female cosplayers, oh, you know what I mean? Shout out to all the geeky girls out there. We love you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I just love seeing the sights, you know? Can I talk about one thing? Yeah. My bad. Um, as long as it's on topic. Hmm? As long as it's on topic. It is. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, so the GMP meetup that we did at Comic-Con. Today, oh, yeah. Shout that out goes to GMP. Back. Yo. Geek and Nerd Proportions group on uh, Facebook. Yeah, shout definitely. out to Bobby. Big shout out to you. Um, you guys will be hearing from him soon. He also has his own podcast. Check that, check that out. Um, What's the name of the podcast? Shit. I got to I have it. I have it. I have it. You can tell somebody to check out the podcast. Oh, why are you looking that up? What were you going to talk about? Um, just seeing it. It goes back to belonging. And just seeing everybody that you talk to online and you have like all these friendly conversations and you see each other, you're like, hey, oh man, it's good to see you. Yeah. And it's just cool. Oh, okay. So it's called, check out Bobby's podcast. It's called Geek Talks with Bobby. 
Geek Talks with Bobby, guys. Listen to that. Okay, please check it out. It's really cool. It's really, really dope. Also, I got to meet our, um, another cat, uh, Leroy Rivera, a.k.a. Zingo Dent. He has a, a podcast called Comic Tube, so definitely check that out, too. Definitely, definitely cool cats. And it, it was just nice seeing people that are into the same thing and just... It was family. Yeah. You'll see the the pictures up on our, our Instagram and our Facebook, so definitely be on the lookout. Yeah, always always a good time. So, yeah. Um, again, we'll probably be back there next year. But, yeah, New, New York Comic Con is always a fun thing. I, I, I really want to check out other Comic Cons. I'd love to see how other cities do their Comic Con. You should, and we got to make San Diego pop. Yeah, we, we definitely yeah, that's gotta, like a, Yeah, that's like San the big goal is to do San Diego. That's going to take some time and some planning. It's definitely so. a move, but we'll, Listen, we'll, our guy we'll, brother goes all the goddamn We'll world. definitely be out there sometime soon, so San Diego's God the goal. But, uh, we can make it happen. Just let's switch save gears. Now, a new show just aired on the CW, Batwoman, came on uh, today. We just we finished watching it literally like a couple minutes ago. And uh, what are you guys' first impressions of the Batgirl series premiere? Mm. It was pretty good, but I was I fell asleep. Yeah, you, I were, was tired. you were tired. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to rewatch it. But from what I looked at it, it was pretty good. I felt like I got a lot of you know it's a Batman show, so I got a lot of the Gotham vibe. So, mm. but I think it's gonna be different because she's a different type of character. It's not so much brood. I don't, it didn't seem like like a lot of brooding, like how I think a Batman show would go. It's like if I feel like it was Bruce Wayne, I feel like it'd be a lot of brooding and just what was me type of stuff. But I feel yeah. like this one is kind of different because she's a different type of character more than Bruce Wayne, but she still has a lot of aspects of Bruce Wayne, like the detective type of style and just the, the fighting. Like the fighting was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, I'm still on the fence about it, but so far I like what I saw. It's just there's certain things I have to, as a Batman fan and even as a Batwoman fan, um, dad and I were talking about this while we was watching it how it differs from the comic book and I have to dad had to remind me like you have to take it for what it is because it's it's not never gonna get it right. Yeah. You know, and it's like that with all the CW Arrowverse shows. Yeah. It's just I guess was, this one was a little close to my heart because I'm such a bat fan. I was listening to this podcast, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt you, but it was no, this podcast. Sure. And they were talking about like Marvel movies and DC movies and like we were saying, Oh, it's in the comic books and then someone was saying, just because it's in the comic books doesn't mean it'll be good in the film and T V. But that's not to say Whatever changes they made the Batgirl wouldn't have been good, but yeah, I, I just I don't know. I try to live by that line now. Yeah, because some things are hard to like, translate. Oh, that was in the comic books, so, but then it's just like, well, just because it's in the comic books doesn't mean it'll be, it'll be good on live action. So that's a fact. And you know, um, the goat John Schnapp, <clears throat> he used to say, "Listen, this is a wonderful time to be alive." Because exactly. what ten years ago we had small. No, was it ten years ago? Just about. I just mean, about ten years ago we had Smallville. Ten years before that, what did we have? A bunch of cheesy ass TV oh movies. You had David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. Oh Come on, God. Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Exactly. That was ten years before that. Yeah. So we we live in we live in a time where yeah. it's 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 oversaturation in a good way of all of this superhero content. So yeah, it's it's amazing to just be able to watch it and take it for what it is and really enjoy it. You know what I mean? And see that there's actually effort being made into it. I uh, we'll finish finish your thoughts. What you think? I um I would love to. We gotta have Pop on here to talk about it because I would love to just spitball back and forth with him about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was the one that that really pushed Batwoman on me. Because before I didn't really I didn't really dig the comic book like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a little bland. 
But um, when DC did the Rebirth series, Dad pushed it on me again, and I read the first volume, and I read it in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was so hungry for more that I went out and I bought volume two, and I read that in another hour, and I read two books in two hours, and it was just really, 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 really good material. So I'm hoping that it will get better because it was okay. This first episode was okay. You know, every pilot is going to have its ups and downs. You know, Supergirl's pilot wasn't all that great neither. Mm-hmm. Um, but you start to build from it. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Batgirl does. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm definitely going to give the show a chance. Like, I was blown off my feet, but I was like, okay, it's a good right. start. I want to see where this goes. It felt like it had a this very distinct look and tone to me that uh-huh. from other different CW shows. Like, like a noir Gotham, type of stuff. Yeah, Gotham, yeah, Gotham looked like yeah. Gotham looked like Gotham. You know what I mean? It didn't look like, oh, like the Flash could be down the street or Arrow could be down the street. You know what I mean? I felt like this is their own world, their own kind of universe. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I liked what they're setting up, and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. You know, it seems like we're going to really get a, a the evolution. One thing we get like little hints as to where Bruce went, and where maybe if he'll ever come back, probably be like little side profiles, you know, because they they're, they always shy away from showing Batman fully. But uh, they've been yeah. doing that since forever. Yes, yeah, forever. Pretty but much. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be tuning into Batgirl, and that comes on Sundays. At what was it not eight p.m. nine p.m. I think eight p.m. eight p.m. on the CW Sundays eight p.m. on the CW and then right after is Supergirl. Yeah, but I don't know if we don't really watch that. Know. I, I, I say, guys, yeah, check it out. You got to support. You got to support. You guys. That's a still support. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. And no. Ryan. <laughs> I'm at my own but please, And Ryan. <laughs> but please continue to listen and support. We thank you for all the love and. uh Guys, good night. Just Take care. We love you Later. guys, man. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.